Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Talk Nuffle podcast with me, Morg. And I've also got a guest with me here today, Phil Guns, or King Ghidra, as he likes to introduce himself as. Welcome, Phil. How are you? I'm great, Tom. Nice to be here. Thank you. Good. And it's probably the most beautiful man we've had on uh, Talk Nuffle so far. This is the shame about podcasts. You can't really transmit that. Yeah, you can't see the, the looks. No. Like, people can look me up online. They'll, they'll easily find evidence of what you just said. Have you got like a really nice sexy photo that we can put maybe up on Twitter or like attached to it? Yeah, pretty much any. Any, <laughs> any photo? <laughs> yeah, great. Well, um, Phil Anderson, also the other co-host of Talk Nuffle, will be upset because I've said that you're the most useful man that we've ever had on the podcast. It's neck and neck. He's quite pretty. He's, 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 he's pretty, but he's also vain, isn't he? Would you say Phil's vain? He looks good in a suit. He does look, does he? He well, does actually. At the wedding, was he, he, he good? He scrubs up well, very well. Job, yeah, he <laughs> came to ECBL in a suit. He did look very good, I have to say. It's yes. good because it, this this particular episode is going to be my chance to basically bash Phil when he's not <laughs> well, here he's to not defend around. himself. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Anyway, this episode we're going to do, um, it's technically the second episode of the Talk Nuffle Desert Island Skills. Having, I did one with Tom H, the one of the commissioners of the DBL, but unfortunately I screwed up both recording. We literally recorded, I think we did 15 minutes and I realized I hadn't pressed record. And then we recorded a whole one and I deleted it. So okay. hopefully. Out of spite or just? Yeah, it was just shit. So that's never been broadcast. It's never been broadcast. Yeah, yeah. It's never gone out. So this is the first. So this will be the first. Okay. Great. So that means I can pick any skills you can and team. Whatever you want. Exactly. <laughs> so I think I should probably explain the whole point of the Desert Island skills because no one will ever have heard this segment. No one will ever. So you've, you, you're a middle class, aren't you, Phil? Very. Very middle class. So you've listened to Radio 4. <laughs> yeah. So Radio 4, Desert Island, what's it called? Desert Island Discs, that's it. This yeah. is a complete piss take rip off of that. And the idea is, is that we get random guests on, like different people to come and talk to us and like give their feelings. But we want to have a little framework because we don't want to just like put it on. So we're going to do, um, so if, for those of you who don't know, Desert Island Discs is you, if you're going to go to a Desert Island for the rest of your life, isn't it, on Radio 4, you take like a book, uh, a film, and then like... You get a luxury item. A luxury item, um, and then so many discs, isn't it, as well? Has, yeah, has similar records, and you're yeah. going to be listening to them until you're rescued or die. For the rest of time, yeah. until you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, for us Blood Bowlers, we will, we will, if we were on a desert island, we would just take Blood Bowl, wouldn't we? All you'd need is, is a set of the Blood Bowl. Well, you'd need someone to play it with, ideally. Would you? Really? I mean, I've played Blood Bowl against myself. I'm not proud to admit that, but, you know. <laughs> I've played Blood Bowl games where I wish I was just playing against myself. <laughs> no, more familiar. Usually yeah. when I'm playing James. But uh, <laughs> I jest James. So we, we always have to get James, uh, James Bash in immediately. When get we, it in early. Exactly. Yeah. So for the Desert Island skills, we're going to go through... If you were marooned as a blob ball player on a desert island for the rest of your life, which team would you take? So, mm-hmm. like, essentially your favourite team. Yeah. Uh, which star player would you take? Doesn't have to go with that team. It could be any star you want. Just, just an interesting star we yeah. can talk about. And then we're going to go through a selection of skills. Essentially, one from each of the tables, and then we'll randomise one at the end to just, just see what we come up with and have a All chat right. about that. Yep. I'm so, ready. I'm ready. Are you ready, Phil? I'm ready. My sure. ready. I'm not ready. So <laughs> it's good that you're ready. <laughs> so, first of all. If you had to go to a desert island, we're talking, you know, like a nice place. No, not a nice place. It has to be a shit place, doesn't it? So like off the coast of Indonesia in the Pacific Ocean for the rest of your life. You can't, you, there's probably like a Japanese guy on the other side who doesn't know World War II is ever still fighting. And it's just you and this bloke to play Blood Bowl. Which team would you take to play against this guy? Against my better judgment, 
I'm going to take vampires. Uh, right. And we've actually played a game with myself against your vampires recently, haven't we? That's right. Yeah. At um, uh, Backbreaker. Yeah, the DBL, the DBL tournament. We did. And, and that shouldn't Who have been won a fun that game. game. <laughs> <laughs> I did, didn't I? Yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah, you did. That thought, shouldn't yeah. have been a fun game for me because you had dwarves and you should have just crushed me. But um, everyone knows I'm shit at double. So. <laughs> and you proved it uh, by letting me back into the match uh, and, and letting me win. Yeah. What was that, guys? <laughs> we have got a blood ball game live on this uh, going on to, to my left at this moment. So what's that? One one nil. One nil. And it's the Swifts versus um, Deep Kin Your Soul. Deep Kin Your Soul, who are both going to be playing in DBL 19, aren't they? Will be. Very exciting stuff. Anyway, so, back uh, we digress. So back to the vampires. So Why played, vampires? You so have you, did, have you played them in anything other than Backbreaker <laughs> yeah, so far? Yeah, I played them. Um, <laughs> I think so I'm currently one. playing the same vampire uh, resurrection build with Wilhelm Chaney as the induced star no. in the Fumble World Cup practice tournament that's going on at the moment. Oh, nice. Um, and um, I've done very well so far with two wins out of two. Um, and I think that's a really, really fun build. So that's one good reason to take vampires because they've got a lot of interesting, fun, versatile builds. So this is the, I can't remember who took it. Someone, it's quite a recent build that's come yeah, up, hasn't it? Really Chaney and the multiple pro Yeah, exactly. You take pro on all the vamps and the, the, the basic idea is the vamps are really there to, to hit no away stuff and let Chaney work the magic on the board. And, and it works, it definitely works. Um, and you know, pro is probably one of the most maligned skills in Blood Bowl, but it works in this build and I think I learned playing against um, someone at NAFCHAMP who had that build up that it was legit to have so much pro. So because yeah because I've taken pro before for me pro is like definitely legitimate big guy skill so like actually um, <laughs> playing as corn you're not looking to necessarily win leagues anyway but if, you, if I was playing as corn and I rolled a double on my blood first so I would probably take pro over block because he's got the jugs already so if you've got jugs already do you need block? Block is good, but I would probably, I think pro, for re-rolling those um, wild animal things yeah, yeah, yeah. on a big guy, definitely. It's just that most people take block first, yeah, so it's a thing yeah. that will come up first. Same with like ogres, it's a, it's very strong. Teams that have re-roll issues, it's really strong on. <laughs> yeah, it's true, actually, ogres are pro. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. So, um, so yeah, so the vampire build, so, so yeah, that's good for resurrection, and then for, for general play, vamps obviously are just amazing. Um, Hypnogaze is probably the most fun skill in the game. And um, vamps are one I think of those we can. I think we know what one of your skills might be. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Yes. Yeah. Um, and vamps are a really fun team to take and develop and play at higher TV because they get any kind of stat boosts. They just become amazing. Yeah. Uh, and you know, anyone that's played high TV local uh, and has played a developed. Vampire team, they're just so frightening. Yeah, a few stat boosts, they all get blodge, and they just look like they can just do whatever they want. So they're, they're, a, good, they're a good fun team to develop. And once you've got at the high TV as well, once you've got sort of three, four maybe re rolls, you're almost not worried about bloodlust because everyone's got blodge. They've all got in, inbuilt re rolls, you don't care about that. So you're, you will be using those re rolls every yeah, turn for those totally bloodlust rolls. game to that early game where re rolls is pretty much all you think about, and risk management is your entire turn every turn. Yes. So if you were taking like a starting vampire league build would you go heavy on the re-rolls or heavy on the vamps I favor like the four four vamps four re-rolls and someone uh, the advice I've seen repeatedly is is have the same number of re-rolls as vamps which I think is, is generally good advice that makes sense um, and statistically I, speaking and if I had to go one side or the other I would go with more vamps and, and to play a slightly riskier build because 
I think if you want to, you're going to play vamps to have vampires because they're amazing. And yeah. if you're a good player, you should be able to manage the risk management aspect and get the best out. So that cuts you out of it, really. <laughs> <laughs> All of the facts here on Talk Knuckle. Um, but yeah, no, I know what you mean. And, and you've got to have massive balls to play vamps to start with. So why not? I mean, Blood Bowl's all about, it's, it's kind of, I've noticed there's two kind of different types of players on Blood Bowl. It's like, there are people who really love the statistically, you know, this is what should happen. They play the stats, and they're going to play your Lizardman and your, um, your Undead and your teams like that, where you can, where you can just literally risk manage. Or yeah. just super consistent, play super tight, don't make mistakes, let the dice do the work. And they cry massive salty rivers when they double skull twice in a row. Ah, the whole game has... That, that happens, doesn't it? And then the other type, you're, and I will, uh, I'll give him a big, he's going to kill me for this, but, well, he's going to, you know, rip me for this, but I'll give Rory a big, big up. Rory is exactly that kind of good player who loves the risky side of play. So he plays high elves really yeah. well. And he will take those like, it's only a four up with a reroll with dodge. Yeah, I've done it. Served. Or like, oh, I've got the ball. And he's that kind of player who will play the risk off to get the good results. And it works. Like people, he said he's played at events and people look at him and go, you're attempting what? Because, you know, like Joe Mangies and people, you're attempting what? That's so unlikely. It's like, it's only a four up with a reroll. Like, it might work. Oh, it's worked. Oh, no, I've scored. <laughs> yeah, like they, their brain explodes. <laughs> you hear people like uh, Purple Dude talk about what he considers to be the highest tier of Blood Bowl play. It's, it's people that take risks at the right time. Basically, or know when the right time is to take the risk because that gives you the chance to win the game. You know? and, so, and I agree, there's different kinds of people who those approaches appeal to. But ultimately, neither of those two approaches is better than the other. It's just about what you prefer, which is one of the great things about Blood Bowl. That's fair enough. So you're a risk reward kind of guy. I've tried to be. Yes. I don't know if I'm actually better at it, but, <laughs> but I think the game is more fun when you play it that way. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So now, since we've sort of we touched on the bands, shall we quickly talk about the difference between league play and? Tournament play, mm -hmm. two different vampires. So you've already said. So you're essentially, if you were playing them in a tournament, do you think you'd always go for the pro chainy build or what other builds would you like? It's super fun. I know that I, have ne I personally never played like a kind of six vamp. Yeah, just a totally vanilla vamp and crawls build. I know other people believe that that's really bad. I'm sure it is. Ultimately, having six strength four. 84 players yeah, with no gaze. Sounds like it's a pretty terrible. good proposition yeah. on paper, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I think then it becomes then far more about risk management, whereas the cool cow, thing about the chaining build uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is and that you, you have quite a defined kind of game plan and you have a player who isn't as risk dependent as the rest of your team, you know, who's just yeah, sure. flat out good. And I can see floor, wrestle, frenzy, that's just so how many vamps did you have in the back? So you have four and I could depending on the format, you can either have them all with pro or because Batbreak had a limitation of two skills. Correct. So in the World Cup um, at, at Dawnburn this year, you can have a blodge vampire. So I've got three pros and a blodge vampire in the world. Oh, oh yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. exceptional because awesome. having a blodge strength four AG4 ball carrier is an amazing piece. Whatever kind of game. Do you take him straight off the bat then? Yeah, yeah, you can get that on day one, which is which is cool. So Cheney, blodge vampire, and one with pro. Three, three. three straight off. All oh, right, average. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, um, but then for league play. Obviously, you have to have yeah. just vanilla vamps and crawls, and yeah, I would take four, 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 four um, vamps, three rolls, and um, then the 
and you look to build up to the six. That there's this whole thing about having enough thralls as well, because because definitely when we played as well, which is why I thought I should have won. But when you take out the thralls, yeah, the vamps become the correct that's, approach to beating that's vamps. The strategy remove the thralls and the vamps will take care of themselves basically. Because I'll just run um, off. But um, yeah, so you're absolutely right. It becomes about decision making process of when you buy the fifth and sixth vamps. Mm. I think you, and because they jump your TV quite a lot. That's true. Yeah, um, you have to make that decision aren't they? exactly at the right time. So um, that's probably the hardest, the hardest decision to make when you play vamps in, a, in an eternal league. No, that makes perfect sense. Um, I was going to say something. So yeah, and the other thing I'd probably say about vampires is um, I noticed you were doing a bit against me as well. They're almost like playing ogres or almost with any big guy where you actually really have to consider whether you want to activate that player. Because if he's not activated, he's a strength for yeah. roadblock. roadblock. Yeah, absolutely. And if you and, and if you don't have to make those blood, if you make the blood last and he fails, like, you could be losing a thrall. So it's like so that's a real decision, isn't it? You've got to look at that player. Do I need to use this player to achieve my aim this time? Yeah. Is this an important thing to my play? And I can see you doing that. You're like, no, I don't need to, this player will stay here. He's he's fine. He's happy. He's chilling. He's blocking some tackle zones, doesn't need to move. <laughs> yeah, and, and as you said, like because your opponent's game plan is to remove your thralls, you don't want to do their game plan for them. So if you make unnecessary activations and end up having to fight, you might just be achieving your opponent's aim. Not only, not only fucking up your yeah, own God, concept God, of what you want to do, but actually achieving yeah. your opponent's game plan. Just so, helping them out. Yeah. And that's another thing I see with actually with, we, we're going to give you some some helpful tips and advice here on talking about some actual strategy. But I often see rookie band players is they'll like stick all of their maps on the line and do blocks, and I'm like, mate, use, if you're a rookie team, use your fucking thralls. They've got the yeah. same skills. Then you don't have to roll bloodlust. Just hit them with the thralls. I mean, there's no there's no reason to use your vampires other than what they're really good for, which is hitting people, picking up balls in strange places, all those sort all of, you know, two dice blitzing by themselves. Those sorts of things are really good, what vampires are good for. But blocking off the line and stuff like that, it's a, it's a classic rookie vampire thing. Uh, totally agree, and I think like a kind of advanced wood elf team or something like that, you, you quite, quite often win games with vampires by making 10 to 20 blocks a game. You know, you're not you're not making 30 or 40 blocks a game like you would with most oh, other teams. Yeah, you very often don't do a lot of blocks. Yeah, because you're hypno. Yeah, you just hypno and position. Ball. Done. Yeah. That's the goal. That's Blood it. ball and easy mate, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed you're not bringing them in the DBL, to be honest. Very disappointed. Do you know what? It was a last minute change of heart. It was, it was it was based on the fact that I thought there were going to be a lot of vamp teams and I wanted to be a cool hipster dude who playing one of the lesser played races. Fair and one. then yeah. the one I switched to turned out to have more players. What are you saying against? Chaos Pact. Yeah, loads of people take that. Oh, you <laughs> failed. I, 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 I based my decision on quality data. I mean, Chaos Pact are also a good. They're, they're in a way not a dissimilar team. I think you've got the three big guys. You're relying on like you're relying on those because you'll have games where it's just going to fuck up, and you're going to yeah. Thank you. I've just been offered a pint, so we'll we'll carry on. Um, yeah, and for me, like Pact, as someone that's played Blood Bowl since day dot. Pact is Blood Bowl. Like having a multi-race team. Carnage! Pact <laughs> is Blood Bowl. You heard it here first. <laughs> a tournament team. <laughs> you know, just the idea of a mixed team and obviously the Castle Stars are a packed team and the Castle Stars are effectively the Blood Bowl team as far as I'm concerned. Fair enough. Um, 
that that's always been the alert. And I, I love, um, I need to be careful about the way that this might come across on a podcast. I love big guys. Do you? Yes. Not um, the little guys. I cannot lie. You don't love stunties. <laughs> stunties are cool when big guys are throwing them. Ah, yeah. <laughs> you love to be thrown around by a big guy. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I'm sure no one would misconstrue any of these statements. But... Tossed to the floor. <laughs> oh, hi, John. Hi. Yeah, you're on the next Desert Island Skills. You can't butt into Phil's Desert Island Skills. That's just rude. Anyway, we're not talking about packs. No, we're talking about vampires. So yeah, that was all I was saying. So you're taking uh, taking yeah. packs the next year. Yes. Awesome. So we've had a chat about vampires. That is the team that you would take to your desert island in near Indonesia, near Japan. You're fighting your Japanese war hero who yeah. thinks the World War II is still going on. That's the only person he's got to play on his desert island. So he's that's going to be a tough opponent, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, is, got... is that controversial? Is that what you said? <laughs> anyway, um, so he's got seventy years of. Of, of experience. <laughs> yeah, probably, okay. All he's been doing is playing Blood Bowl for 70 years. But no. uh, right, so, so let's now let's now go into Jervis! Jervis is on the island. No, let's let's now go into your star that you might take with you to the island. Who's who's yeah, it's not necessarily it doesn't have to be the most powerful, like the, the best star. And we've we've had a little bit of a discussion actually building up to this about the fluff. Are you a bit disappointed by it? I mean yeah. actually maybe not, because looking at the new spikes has come out. I just picked it up the the halfling one, and all of the new spike magazines have quite they know, detailed paragraph. This fluff is a good thing that, that you out. cannot criticise DW4 is that they have they've gone all in on the fluff with the new yeah. uh, new rules, the new players, everything. They've brought fluff back for everything. So they need a pat on the back. But the problem is most of the stars, the that old stars know from Blood Bowl, came yeah. out with the third edition and CRP. So these are all really have a lot and these are all GW stars, aren't they? All the ones in the CRP, the old ones, are Games Workshop name stars pretty much, aren't they? Yeah. The CRP. I mean, they are, yes. Um, but um, yeah, they didn't really arrive with fluff most of them. And there's that weird thing where of course like, you know, if you go back to the older editions of Blood Bowl, yeah. Star Players book with second edition literally introduced like dozens of new stars, but most of them were kind of players for existing teams. So they were, you know, Griff was right and Reeves player. Now he subsequently become a star freeboot in his own right, but most of them were actually players, basically. So they had fluff that was connected with being a player for the team. Whereas most of the stars that were added, the three booters, they don't have fluff. Yeah. Um, so it's it's hard to kind of talk fluff about a lot of these stars because they don't really have any, you know. But they but their play to GW, they've tried to make so up no, for it. And that's the thing. Along. And the, so there's stars coming out like because um, worth it because. I know that Phil, you're a big fluff man and blah blah, which is great. Um, have you got some of the, the fluffer, that guys can go and check out? Have you got like a, a blog that you write? No, or you but just I've written it? a few articles on Reddit lately. I've done more. I, I just started. You should doing do a blog, some. mate, and then yeah. we can link it in, and you could get guys. Because I've been thinking of doing that. Actually, we've got to talk up a website. It would be nice to do with the graphics. So one of the things that I well, maybe you should write, yeah. write on our because we have a website, and I want to start yeah. blogging on it. So maybe you should write some articles, and we could get that up for the, for the listeners to, to watch. That'd be cool. I shall have a good think about that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, um, get you involved. Um, but yeah, so what I was going to say is, because because you're kind of the fluff man, actually that's the way GW been going. They've been, you know, so for, for example, um, Setek. Yes. So they kind of just thought, well, we got Setek. He's got no fluff. He's quite a cool player, but you know, he's he's what he is. And G, GW, if you look at the other games like Age of Sigma, Forty Thousand, that is like. Black Library novels galore. Yeah. They love the background. True. 
that is what it's all about. Yeah. And I think Blood Bowl is what they're trying to bring up to that. Yeah. So what's the new star player called? The Setek replacement? Is this going to be a thing where we don't know this? We it is. Like, yeah, I mean, I could look it up. But, um, but there's a new... Yes. I mean, and actually, that's one of the weird things they've done. They've effectively reinvented, haven't they, a number of the old stars. So, so we, why, we all you, think Zara's going Do you think away, there's a reason? So why, why, I mean, why would they get rid of the name Setek? Why would they not just write... Because the new Setek is the same, isn't he? But he's lost break tackle, and he's got tackle... He's still got block, he's still strength four. There's a few changes. The, the main changes I remember is he's not as mobile, he hasn't got very tackle, but he does have tackle, which is and tackle on stars is huge. There's a lot of a lot of stars don't like have Like guards. Like guard is like the holy yeah. grail of, of a lot stars of stars skills. don't have those skills. <laughs> exactly. But to me to me personally, and I, I massively agree with a lot of GW a lot of what GW has done, I would have just got cool, Setek, we have a great player, people sure. use him, they know who he is. Don't give him a new name. Let's write fluff. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't but they know have they've done it. I don't know if it's copywriting or something like that. It's the same with the Zara Carla, thing. Yeah. So they, so basically Zara is technically gone, hasn't she? Zara is I think everyone's expecting that she won't reappear in the format and thus she will implicitly and Carla's the new Zara. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Right, so having talked about that, um, and yeah, go and pick up the Spike magazines. They are freaking awesome. They are all the fluff is really I'm buying them all, even though I've yeah. got no intention of playing Mate, the teams. In 20, 30 years' time, I, will, I don't care if they're worth anything. I'll look back and go, I have all the Spike magazines, so it's yeah, sweet. I agree. Um, but I'd love for them to put it into an, you know, like the the, the, um, the GHB, the Age of Sigmar General's Handbook they put out every year. I'd love for them to do that for Blood Bowl. They yeah. just released well, they did the one tome. Yeah, but but I want them to release a tome with all of the Spike magazines to date, right. plus the rules, like mm. you know the Deathstone stuff, just in one thing. And like you charge thirty quid for, I buy it. Mm. Just an annual update because that's what they do with General Handbook, where it's all in one book. You can buy it. You know what's on. Because yeah, yeah. the moment I need like. Very yeah. spikes, but, you know. And if you, on Reddit you hear these people ask this question every time, like, what do I actually need to play Blood Bowl right now? Exactly. What do I need to buy? And it's quite a lot of things. Which is if you want to play GW out of the box, yeah. which a lot of guys do, you need to buy a few yeah. things, and it's a bit confusing. Whereas the old NAF stuff, you just have you, you go online go. and there's one yeah. version of the truth. When it was CRP, yeah, yeah, it was right. pretty simple. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we digress. Yeah. So having a talked lot. about stars. Your star, which star would you take to your Monster Island to play for the rest of your? I mean, I know you haven't got long left, Phil, but for the rest of your life, <laughs> maniac. Um, this is a super tough decision, one of the very hardest. Um, my my inclination is to go with Eldril Cyborg. Right. Um, Hypno Gaze on a star has always been one of the sickest, most ridiculous skills. Especially for a star that's only available to elves. Is he are... the only star other than Count? What's his face? Count Fucula. Count Fucula, <laughs> who's got Hypnogaze? <laughs> is he? I think so. Yeah. Unless there's new GDM. I've got a feeling there might be a new one. I think there's a new elf one. Is there a new elf? I think there is a new elf one. No, they've basically rewritten Eldrin. So this is what I was going to say is when you were talking about rewriting stars. So I think if the Wood Elf fluff that they re-released is correct. They've oh, they've got recently. a new Eldril, have they? Eldril is still Eldril, but it's slightly rewritten the fluff because his fluff used to be that he had had some kind of bang on the head or had been kind of. He didn't know what elf, what kind of elf he was or who he played for. Is he, can or you take him in Dark Elves? Yeah, he, plays, he was the only elf that could play for all the elf teams. Ah, okay. And of course, no teams are more interested in getting rid of cages and getting to the ball than elf than teams. Elves, yeah. And Eldril was a hypno gaze shortcut to that. So I think, like. He was always one of the coolest stars, and he, he was he was originally supposed to be a war dancer as well, wasn't he? Which he was. He he's was not a war though, he's, dancer he's, before war dancers were in Blood Bowl. 
Has he got? So has he got? I'm trying to think. So what's Eldrill's stats? Yeah, he's got like an eight three four seven stat line. Eight three four seven, and and he's got. Has he got? But he hasn't got leap, has he? Or block like no. a war dancer? No, no. But he. No. But I'm saying that was his fluff. He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was supposed to be a war dancer, yeah, yeah, and he's exactly. not really. When he came out in uh, second edition. Okay. Um, because I remember, I was Wood, Wood, Wood dancers weren't in Wood Elves at all. Wood Elves weren't really a thing at that time. Uh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, you're older than me, Much older. slightly. So older than everyone. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, you <laughs> older are even older than my older than even than the chap I'll be playing on my desert island. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Older than Jervis. I mean, you were around pre blubber pre Nuffle. Anyway, um, but so yeah, that's interesting. So because I've played Eldril, I played a freaking Wood Elf Eldril build, and uh, um, actually at a at an event in Calgary in Canada, which was quite interesting, with a human, my human Zug build, which I quite enjoyed. Um, and um, and yeah, he is a freaking bastard. Also, he, he was pretty good value because he's like 200k-ish. Exactly, and, and we're only just entered a realm where better, cheaper stars have been made available. And traditionally, all the good stars were like 300k plus. And yeah. So he was like, all, like overpriced, usually yeah. stars are like deliberately exactly. overpriced exactly. because of the way it they seem to maybe have changed the philosophy on that a little bit lately. Some stars are really good value for money these days. Mm. Um, about guard, Elijah Doom, the new Dark Elf one. I mean, he's he's got stand firm guards. He's just ridiculous. He's everything that you want, basically. How expensive is he? Um, I think... I mean, I'd never. Well. I mean, no. Well, no, no I think he's like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I don't. 150k. Yeah. I think we can safely say on Talk Nuffle that no self-respecting blah blah player would ever take L's because it just makes you an absolute <laughs> colossal cunt. But, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, maybe if I took no, I wouldn't take L's. No, no. I mean, Phil has actually taken Dark L's, and he would agree that he was a cunt. They're probably my second favourite team. They're just so good. They're, they are really good. There's so much. There's so, so much flavour. Like even, most people don't even take, you know, assassins. Yeah, but like it's just great yeah. that they're available yeah. and they're part of the club. So assassins, if assassins were one movement up, they'd be a great player. I think if they started with dodge, that would be something. A, a they're all they're, game they're breaker. Just, yeah, because yeah. then people would probably use them as ball carriers and things as well. But I, I just yeah, as it is, they're, they're, you're investing heavily into being able to do a very particular kind of thing, aren't you? But for me, dark elves are the team I would recommend to new players. Either dark elves or pretty forgiving. Because for me, because people will say like humans or something, but Dark Elves are the ones where you can actually do both. Mm. If you want to bash people, you've yeah. got Armour 8, you've got all those full blitzers with block, you can do that. But you can also dodge around. And um, if you're a noob like John that we're looking at over here, um, they're easy. Oh, have you lost all your games? <laughs> but Dark Elves are such a flexible team and they teach you all the bits of the game. They've got the Frenzy the day, in there. They're still an AG4 team. And do, do, do you think they have to play AG4 teams in a particular way, I think? I know you can base with Dark Elves, but... Well, but Dark Elves, you can just run it up, though. They are basically a running team. They're not really... I, I don't disagree. I'm just saying, I think, on defence, ultimately, you still want to play like a column. And that's a very unnatural thing for a new player to Yeah, to fair enough. And also, the only thing I would say is that I played a lot with humans starting out. And actually, for me... I mean, I've got quite a good brain for these kind of games, so I can I see don't agree with that, but go on. <laughs> but, but when you play with like an AG3 team to start with, then suddenly, so I've just started playing with Skaven recently, suddenly having AG4, it, it does make you a better player early on because you, you have to make concessions and, and it's not just like, oh, two plus, I've got the ball. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, it's another two plus. Oh, I've scored. Yeah, two pluses. Two pluses for everybody. Like that, though, this it? is very easy. This is how we play football. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Morg has never had a two-up in dog. No. Mate, everything is a five-up minimum. No re-roll. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah. So, so Eldor Sidewinder, your chosen Let's son. stick with it. I, I could have picked so many other ones, but we could talk for hours about your stars. I, let's go, Eldor. Oh, because also, I picked a Hypno Gaze team, right? One more. One more Hypno. Why not? This so, you take the sickest team ever. six vampires <laughs> and Eldril win this Blood Bowl. Done. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no other players required. One thrall to get bitten by all of them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's move on to the skills. Ah, this is Desert this is Island the skills. This is the meat of it, right? So, we're going to go through. You know, I've thought about this. Yeah. So we're going to go through one skill from each, like, whatchamacallit, kind of randomise it. But maybe instead oh, of right. randomising, we could... Well, we talked about Hypno, haven't we? We could do mutation. It's fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> we, we talked about Hypno anyway, so we talked about Hypno a bit. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's go for your favourite general skill. Yeah, we've, we've started again. <laughs> I've just gone straight back in. Oh, right. I haven't got back into my persona. <laughs> <laughs> We're on, mate. We're on. Oh, shit. We're on. Um, so, yes. Um, okay, well, we'll general skill. General, sorry, general. Okay. It seems logical, doesn't it? I mean, general's right at the top I mean, of it. Like, unequivocally. And then. Block is the best skill in the game in this in this in this column. Is that the is that the skill you would take to a desert island to play for if the I rest to of your life? I would almost certainly take block. But as we are, I'm playing on the vamp team, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. So I, I I would either have to take pro or kick, which are also really awesome skills in general, right? So ultimately, are you going to be the hipster dude and take pro? <laughs> <laughs> the hipster D that you are. I mean, as I'm supposed to be playing is that, but but aren't these skill choices totally independent? Yeah, it doesn't of my have to. Team? It's just just a, it's just like fun skills, isn't it? I mean, it? my my thinking about the desert island skills is that there'll be a certain type of person who will, and and it, that's fine. The point mm. of this is that we get different people on, and certain people will come on and say, you know what, I'm going to take <laughs> block. Guard, dodge, and uh, leader. That's and not. That's not going to be. And me. those will be my skills for the rest of time. But I'm hoping that there will so, be other people who might be a bit more, you know, rounded. I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to talk about two skills. Yeah. Um, kick, because kick is amazing. Kick is brilliant. Well, particularly for vampires, because with vampires as well, you can, you know, if you're playing for that blitz. Or, you know, which is obviously not most likely kick off, but general kick off. So if you can get like a shallow kick, hypno something, and get under the ball in a blitz environment. Yeah, and you're trying win. to unsettle your opponent's ability to make a cage or pursue their game plan, basically. And, and, and also just kick for any team is just awesome for controlling the whole flow of the half, right? You, you're, you know, if you're against people like Henry, it can devastate their ability to score depending so, on what turn you're on right so it's just so ridiculously powerful so if I'm playing so I noticed that if I'm playing a Skaven which I've just started doing recently against someone like Kemri Orcs draws deep every time and then just flood it with gutter runners exactly. what are they going to do kick is just the best um, and the other one which I'm a big fan <laughs> what did you what, what happened there <laughs> Flatulence. <laughs> flatulence. Oh, flatulence on the podcast. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you, John. Named and shamed. <laughs> oh, that's meaty. Yeah, it's, mm, it's like a kind of basil y bolognese. You spot nothing. <laughs> John Snow. <laughs> anyway, pro. Pro. Let's, 
Pro, uh, well, we already talked about prize, so I'm not going to. I don't want to talk about prize. I'll talk about wrestle. Wrestle was awesome because yeah, it was, it was, it was a kind of non-traditional <laughs> skill that was added. Well, it's interesting because actually I've noticed that in the um, in the Pearlies pack, you know, he's you know, mm. Rob's basically picked his most it's picked not skills. One of the, it's not one of the two-point no. skills. And in a way, maybe it should be. Um, but it's I something. I think it's one of those skills that's only good for people who want to do certain kinds of. Things <laughs> mainly elf teams, right? Get the ball, wrestle, tackle, amazing. Mm. You play lead play, double yeah. skills, and all the rest of it. But yeah, I, I just really like it because it, it put a twist on the whole concept of blocking. The fact that no one gets hurt, the fact that it's positional in terms of the ability to take a tackle zone away, the fact that it works like a pseudo strip ball in terms of bringing ball carries down. It's just a really, really cool, interesting skill that lets you do all kinds of good things with it. So, um. Down the line. Kick or wrestle? I've got to pick one, haven't I? You do. Um, going to pick kick. Kick locked in. <laughs> the first skill picked on Desert Island Skills is <laughs> kick. Cool. I, li I like skills in the that are about position. Yeah. Those are the most interesting skills to me. Sidestep. Well, we'll come on to some of the other ones, right? Yeah, but I don't, I don't want to give a sneak peek. Positioning ones. Right? Yeah. Things that things that and, that affect and kick also influences your opponent's turn, doesn't exactly. it? Which is so One something that you, yeah, that, you can have an influence there, yeah, which is yeah. which is quite interesting. Okay, so we've done the general. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the next skill table, which is um, agility. Let's go with agility. So, so I've kind of made my own bed here, haven't I? I've got to, but I'm not going to say sidestep. <laughs> you can say sidestep, mate. Side and again, side. unequivocally, dodge is the best skill here, right? It's just, it's just amazing. You take dodge on so many different teams with blood ball. It's just fundamentally, easily, obviously, one of the best skills. Uh, I'm going to take block. Exactly. Block and dodge are the two skills that I think are the best. So, <laughs> but the more interesting ones to talk about: jump up, leap, sidestep. All absolutely brilliant. Really change the game in different ways. Um, leap. leap! Yeah. Leap! <laughs> Always leap! Sidestep. Leap on a minor. I've been Sorry. playing Elven Union this season in ECBL, and you know, sidestep blitzers, the greatest thing. Oh, they're bent, aren't they? Ever. If you can, and also, if you can get guard on a sidestep player, that is nuts. And the thing is, that, like, if you were playing something like Dark Elves, you would never take sidestep as your first skill on a blitzer. But an Elven Blitz yeah, starts yeah, with yeah, block and sidestep. So Everyone considers university yeah. is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. But no one ever, ever emulates that because you just take block because it's just a naturally much better. It's just a cool general skill, right? But yeah, sidestep is brilliant. But yeah, I think leap is the greatest thing ever. You would say slam are the best thing to happen to Blood Bowl. I hope they stay in the game, whether it's just Kislev or whatever. I just think they totally changes the game. Playing against someone with um, leap spam, you can't cage in the same way. You can't screen in the same way that, that you do for the most part. Well, it's a very similar concept to playing bamps, isn't it? Really, yeah. They can definitely, if you're a running team, you're just a bit fucked. You've got to think about double double screens and things like that because they can just get through. Um, so it's actually quite a similar concept, and it's interesting because the same as line, there's no like built-in reroll. The same as vampire, sorry, is that yes, they've got multi-leap, but you'll often see slam teams with four or five re-rolls because yeah. they need those re-rolls because they, they're going to use it every turn yeah, on that field. It's that risk-reward kind of gameplay. I don't know. I'd, I'd find it just interesting in the way it makes people think about the game in a different way. You can't just grind um, for the most part. And what would you say is the best player in Blood Bowl? 
Yeah. Ward answer, obviously, right? Leap! Yeah. Leap! Exactly. <laughs> because he's got leap, and he's then, he's then got the skills once he gets up. there to, to fuck people's Ooh, shit up, basically. Uh, oh, fair enough. Or so, werewolf. Yeah. I mean, there's not something A leap werewolf. So no, no, no. <laughs> no, never. Jesus Christ. Oh, you think werewolves are also a very strong player? I think it's... They're not like maybe so yeah. good so immediately, but as soon as they've got one or two skills, they're, they're very much in that conversation with any other player, I'd say. Ball centre? Yeah, yeah, ball centres are very strong. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? They all do sort of different roles, don't they, really? It's, it's, it's interesting. Anyway, so okay, next one. agility we've done. Let's go passing. Your favourite passing skill, and then we'll do strength uh, at the end. I will just go straight for Nerves of Steel. Ah, nice. As an Elven Union player this year, ridiculous the things that you can do. So what with have we learned, Alex Leopard, that Nerves of Steel... What does Nerves of Steel not do, Sam Kinch? You can pick up the ball in attack and tone for a 2-plus, wherever you are, anytime yeah, you want. Nerves of Steel does that. I think, I think what you're looking for is Big Hand, aren't you? Big, big Hand Something does like that. Touchdown! Yeah. Touchdown! Oh, I've, be, I've beaten some idiot 7-0 because I've just picked up on a 2-plus in tackle zones every time. Yeah, sure, Alex, sure. Ooh, that person. Cheating! Yeah. Whoever, the, whoever the opponent was is definitely part of the problem, aren't they? So, so Nerves of Steel allows you to catch, throw, and intercept, and intercept yes. with no penalties, tackles, and effects. Correct. Yeah. And that is awesome on an Elven catcher. It's ridiculous. And, and the number of times that you know you can just leave someone in the tackle zone, your opponent's like, yeah, I've we'll marked this guy up, and then you just do a normal AG4 turn. It's like Blood Bowl and Easy Mode. <laughs> How have you not won the ECBBL this year? Team isn't there. Are you on for the? Are you on for the? Um, the what's it? Knockouts for ECBBL. Yeah, I'm. I'm planning on winning my division. Oh, good. And, uh, and then winning the whole thing. And then winning the whole thing. Yeah. Exactly. And then that will vindicate Nerves of Seal as your choice. hundred <laughs> percent. Great or Noz as we call it. Right. Uh, after passing, let's go on to strength, which is my one of my favourite skills. There's it's interesting strength interesting skills because there's interesting skills, but weirdly, like when you're looking at strength, it's like mighty blow and guard, are clearly great. And then no, stand firm is also good. But so I took stand firm recently on when we went to the back breaker. I took it on a on a slayer, and it was actually really good because the slayer is often blitzing next to sideline. He's sticking there, and just in general, if you've got him in and around the cage, stand firm on a dwarf for block. Is just Stand really, firm is really nice good. people that end up on the side. But the other stuff is all kind of kind of comedy shit, isn't I mean, it? Like, it's like yeah, multi-block. Yeah, multi-block, yeah, it's crap. Um, break tackle. Break tackle is super cool because it means that strength teams can play an agility game. Yeah. That's, that is a, a really that makes it a really brilliant, interesting skill. So I'm gonna go with break tackle. Nice. The, the, watching strength five ogres and strength six tree men dodging into cages with break tackle is one of the <laughs> coolest things in Blood Bowl, so it gets my vote. Well, one of my favourite stars is Ramtut Third, who is a strength six um, mummy, no, tomb guardian, but strength six mummy, really, uh, with wrestle. Yeah, that so, was a strange decision. So, yeah. I don't know why they did that. So he, well, no, so he dodges into a cage on a three, and then wrestles the ball carrier down, blodge or not. I mean, I think it's brilliant. I think it it's hilarious. Cool. It's not really like his his fluff though. You were talking about fluff earlier. I mean, Ramtut was was always a killer in the fluff, and he's not really a killer now. Does he have mighty blow, Ramtut? No. no. So he should have. He should really have mighty blow. Maybe not even break tackle. Maybe he should have like block mighty blow climbing on or something like that. No, I don't even know why I can remember. Maybe it's because we're a couple of pints in. He probably does actually a couple. Even have mighty blow. He only blow. had two. <laughs> But the point being is that he can, he's not using it if he's wrestling people. 
that's the thing I think is wrong. I mean, if I took, took I have, actually, say, if I have, when I take Kemri to events, I take Ramta, I take Ramta and two or three Team Guardians compared. That's what I think I'd your, like to your go use for. of him is totally legit to me. It's just not very good. <laughs> Fair one. So break tackle, good strength skill. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm taking Norse in the. Stanford actually is a really good shout again because it just. And I was watching um, the World Cup warm up tournament game on Fumble yesterday where someone was playing Necro and the Golems did so much work with Stan Firm, yeah. it's unbelievable. They totally really shut down the other guy. If you've got, this is the, this is the, the annoying thing that I find about events, and I like packs that try to think around it, is so for example, Dwarves often just get hit with the comp hammer, and they go, right, you can only have four skills, five skills, because... Different ones. <laughs> you can't because, have four cards. Well, because it's annoying, yeah, when you play just Dwarves with Guard, it's really yeah, fucking annoying. But... But Dwarves nicely built, so the team I took to Batbreak where I've got a stand firm guy. I took, um, I'm trying to think what I took now, but I took like some different skill things yeah. that you can take and, and, you and build a team different. And stars as well. took some it? cool starts, like yeah, Chainsaw yeah. and a Bomber. Yeah. But that aside, but when you can take other cool skills like stand firm, I don't think Dwarves are horribly bent. It's just so boring when you yeah, play five evolved. guard Dwarves. It's like naturally yeah. gravitate And it's really strong. It's not, not strong. Um, so I like packs like Backbreaker where they go, right, we're going to minimize. But in a way, yeah, actually playing as dwarves in that environment, in a way dwarves, that's what people don't think about, in a way dwarves almost become tier two because they're really good when you can spam the shit that they take. But actually you want some more skills because I was looking at the skills I could take and I was like, well, I can only take two guard. I think the optimum's five guard. So... You know, uh, well, it's probably like four guard and a mighty blow. <laughs> but yeah, but you know. orcs are the same. I mean, they, they're yeah. crying out for about eight or nine different skills to be really, really good. You so know, you'd, you'd like to block up all the black orcs. Yeah. You know, then you'd like to take some combination of guard, mighty blow, but and it's all that. all the blitzes. Basically, you anyone, never have enough skills for anyone with loads of armor nine is tricky. Because all the armor nine, because you're not going to get yeah, claw yeah, mighty yeah. blow, that's the... That's the, the the, the tricky thing they have. True, it's a balance. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Right, so we've done strength. We're going to move on to uh, mutations as the fifth skill table. What is your? F There's so many great There's mutations. There's so many really. I mean, we know uh, my. I mean, my two favorite ones I've gone into already is like claw tentacles are the ones I take because claw is your ten opener. Tentacles is your fuck you edge teams that I like to take. Yeah, and I, I was um, probably going to pick tentacles. I think it's just the most interesting. Watching, you know. Nurgle team shut down AG teams is really interesting thing to see at high TV Blood Bowl because it's a challenge that they're just not used to facing at all. You know, and most agility teams accept that they're going to be bashed, but they're not prepared to be denied their ability to move. Yeah, well, as you <laughs> said before, their most powerful asset. As you said, anything where you can control your opponent's movement, or control movement, is such a great skill. So, like. Prehensile Tales, another one that doesn't. So, so Super we were talking earlier Possible, about me yeah. using Skaven as well. Yeah, yeah this there's that Rattoga, yeah, that stabby stabby dude has oh, got yes, fucking Prehensile Table. Yeah. So he runs in tail. to hit the skink tail. <laughs> he runs in to hit the skink fails. But he's still, skink's still got to dodge away on a four yeah. So it's like it's such a strong skill. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with tentacles. I just think it's a, a very cool skill for denying it, de it denies an opponent that typically crushes bash teams one of their greatest assets i think it's very interesting I mean, that's why i do so when i played underworld in the dbl last season um a lot of people might pick claw claw is a common first skill on the on the underworld troll because he's got mighty, mighty blow first i mean claw's, claw's the best skill by the way i'm just picking tennis because <laughs> well no my, but i so so my first skill i picked was um was tentacles troll tentacles because like he's a strength five guy. I'm going to be bashing people, and then I went for Claw and a Blitzer. So one of my Blitzers I built as a Claw Mighty Blow killer. Do you have tentacles on your uh, ECBL Mino? 
Yes. Because that's a sick combo as well, isn't so it? My, the guy that needs to base to block every turn. So my ECBB on my well, he, he ended up being, I rolled a double six as well, and I took block. But he ended up being a core, mighty blow. I know. And he, <laughs> so he went, ten, and this was the difficult conundrum I had, yeah. is that he went tentacles first. Uh, and then I rolled... I'm trying to think which order it was. I think I might have gone. Yeah, I think I rolled double six next, and I went block because I was thinking long. He ended up being. He ended up being tentacles block, claw, and Stanford. That's nice. And then I Stanford. That's the combo. Then they can't even minus two D you away or whatever. Six Lol. That was your crutch, wasn't it, for the whole season? Well, so game one, a warrior died, and game two, two two beastmen died. And I only started with three warriors, so Ouch. the Mino going crazy helped he my had season. To put the team in his he, he had to literally yeah. carry yeah. the entire team and actually killed most of Bob's team by himself, so that's fine. <laughs> so yeah, tentacles, excellent, excellent mutation. Right, now for the sixth skill, we're going to do a little randomization, okay. I think. Sam, can I borrow your governor dice for this? Is it allowed to be rolled? We're going to roll a governor dice for yeah, the randomizing six. of skills. You have to Isn't it only roll sixes? Don't tell the guy. Yeah, only roll sixes. So what we're going to do is, um, how many skills are on the table? We need like a D12 as well. So can I have a D12? That would be fine. So I'm going to roll a skill table. So there are six skill tables, right? Have uh, I got that well, there's five if you don't count. Plus extraordinary. Yeah, but we haven't got the list of those. But yeah, go on, crack on. It's no, your, we'll this is your podcast. No, we want to do so extraordinary as well. Okay, all right, so we'll, right. we'll do extraordinary. Okay, so I've got the extraordinary skills table up as well. Yeah, I, w I walked from Stratford to here. So we're going to take extraordinary skills into account. Okay, all right. As well. So uh, we're going to roll. Yes, I'm recording. Okay. Oh my god! All right, all right. Let me, sorry, so let me get back in. <laughs> back into persona. So we're going to we're going to randomise the table first. So the readers, the readers, the listeners can't see this, but uh, the the host, which is currently me, Morg, is going to roll a dice, and uh, we'll use one of the six skill tables. And then I also have a d20 here, and then we'll randomize skill there. The idea is that we're going to pick three skills, oh. so like randomly, okay. and then me as the host will pick one of those skills, and I think best fits your character, <laughs> and then you're going to add okay. me about okay. that. Cuff it. Why like, I love like a that hero. skill. Why you love that skill. Because <laughs> I just think it's a bit hilarious. Because if we ever get someone like Jim Angie on here, and he gets like, you know, loner, Bloodlust. Can you and, afford uh, Joe Well, this is a low budget podcast. <laughs> I don't think he's very expensive. I know that. He, I mean, you're going to have to subscribe to his Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, subscribe to get him on. Right, so the first skill table we're going to roll off is. I rolled a four. What is it? I don't know. Let's, let's decide. How what did the you determine are. what? <laughs> That's a good point. So we'll go up. No, 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 we've rolled it. So we'll go up this. Okay, okay. So passing. Okay, that's so good. That's a fun skill, skill table. How many, skill how many table. skills are there on the passing table? One, two, three. Eight. No, there are seven. So can I have a D8 for this one? Yeah. And then we'll, we'll randomize off this. So skill number five of the passing uh, one. One, one, two, three, four. Nerves of Steel. <laughs> nerves of Steel. An excellent choice. So we've had Nerves of Steel already. So that's one of the. So may, maybe this podcaster oh, won't pick that. What, what if we get three that we've had? That'd be great. Let's see. We'll have Let's see. Right, number two. Skill table number two. Skill table five. Strength. And how many skills are that? Is it more than eight? Nine. 
No, one of them was playing. So oh, I'm rolling on a D20 now. We've got number one. Great, great tackle. Great tackle. So we've had that one already. Let's go off the... Uh, let's go off This the, is a really good segment. You thought, really well. you thought this would through well. This has gone so well. Maybe I should have rolled this for... Uh, right, so the skill table number three. Number one. Okay, that's... General. Agility. Agility. On my, on my yeah, yeah, no, uh, sheet. Uh, so we've got five. number five. five. Jump up. Jump up. That's a yeah, good skill to talk about. I, I was very nearly going to pick So I've up. got a choice between break tackle. <laughs> we've already had. That we've had. Uh, what was the other Nerves one? I can't even freaking remember. Nerves of steel. Nerves of steel. Which you've already had. Jump up. I'm going to pick. Uh, <laughs> jump up. Jump up. Yes. Yeah, yeah, jump up. Uh, so jump well, up. Well, it won't be a problem for me to eulogize about jump up because I think it's brilliant. And it's another one of those ones which So I'm is essentially forcing you to take jump up to this Tez Island I mean, for the rest of your life. Roll some more dice if you want. I don't mind considering no, some no, other no, options. No, no, no. I'm happy to force okay. you to take jump up. I know that you love jump up. I don't think it's brilliant because it's another one of those... It's kind of... It's movement-based. It's, it's about positioning and about how you play the game, not about something that just makes it easier to do X or Y, which most skills are, right? Most skills are... Well, you won't fail so often when you do this particular thing. That's really what most skills in Blood Bowl are about. That's true. Yeah. And some allow you to do things that you can't otherwise do, but uh, and then there's a whole bunch that let you do something completely awesome and different um, relating to positioning on the field and jumping is one of them. We were just talking earlier about why things like slam blitzes are so fucking annoying because you have to remember diving tackle, you have to remember jump up. So normally when prone, prone players are out <laughs> yeah. of the game, aren't they, for a yeah. turn, right? But, but jump up players are not. They're always in play unless they've had an arm break. And generally speaking, players that have got jump up tend to be both agile and players of good move, movement allowance as well, right? So it's one of the most dangerous skills. You can't count those guys out. Um, so, and also you can just jump up and make a block as well. So yeah, in the days, yeah. in the dark days of claw, so that's an agility roll. Exactly, in the dark days of clawpon, people were taking jump up on clawpon killers to just keep clawpoming every turn. Yeah. Every turn, free blitz, <laughs> fucking hitting them in the face for the lols. Which, which, like, as much as that was a dark age, that was that's quite cool because that just shows that the skill is, is adding something to the game and the utility that you can get out exactly. of it. Like the agility teams get it because it gives them that movement, and the bash teams get it because it gives them those free claw pom hits. That's yeah, a good skill. That's a good skill. So jump up. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> Done. Done. So the six skills you're taking to your Minus desert island, shall we just recap? Yeah. It's going to be kick. Yes. Kick. Kick is your first one. Kick is my first one. Agility. What was your agility skill? Leap. Leap. Yeah, we went for leap. Uh, strength is break tackle. Yeah. Nerves of steel. My mutation was tentacles. Tentacles. Love and it. we added the wild card. A cheeky wild card jump up. Clearly very wild. I like it. I like that set. Excited. That's good. So um, I'm going to be able to, you know, really those six skills for the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah, it's a very mobile skill set, isn't it? Could actually work pretty well with vamps yeah. as well. I mean, elite vamp is a nice concept. Break tackle, slightly redundant. But, uh, <laughs> Break tackle thrall. Do you remember? Do you remember? Uh, do you remember Rob's um, centaur that you had, where he rolled? Did he roll break tackle first and then two agility ups? So he ended up with a, an agility four centaur with break tackle, like a completely redundant skill. I have an AG four ogre on Fumble, who I also ended up having to take break tackle on because he just got so many strength skills. That also felt a little bit redundant. But fucking take it. What are you going to do? Anyway, Phil, beautiful Phil, thank you for coming on uh, the what will be the first the first ever I know. the first I'm, ever I'm honoured I'm proud I'm, I'm very excited I hope everyone enjoys it as much as I do it's been a great pleasure Good. I'm glad to have you on thanks Phil